coming up on this episode, we begin with garbage disposal tips, premium experiences, and the Dropkick Murphys. Then we get into the week's tech news, including the integration of AI into Office at Array or Triple Pick. Stick around, it all starts for you right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 358, recorded March 20th, 2023. Nails on the outside. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and where would we be without you? I'm Sean Jennings, joined by two guys feeling the luck of the Irish. It's Colby Rabidou and Dan Miller. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello. Hi, Sean. Greetings. Salutations. Sean, did I'm... you change your setup again? Yeah, well, actually, I did tweet. It's so funny. What, what did you think has changed? Was that table always behind you? Yeah. Well, actually, I don't think you guys have seen my... Uh, so that's my desk, but then I have my grandmother's antique sitting chair. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, they would actually call it a gossip chair, because on the little side next to it, you'd put a telephone or something, and you'd sit in it and talk. <laughs> but no, that is not new. No, all I actually did was, um, because of daylight savings, it is now... The lighting changed coming through my window, so I had to adjust the lights a little bit. But no, nothing else has changed. And oh, I did my Col- I did my Colby hair tonight, so that was my other. Wait, why is the? Wasn't it always you know going to be kind of pitch black at nine o'clock p.m. <laughs> before and after daylight savings time? You would think, but uh, okay. So one of two things happened: either it was daylight savings time, or Hugh screwed with the settings on the lights because of a power outage. I wasn't sure which, but it did seem it it wasn't, it was dark. It wasn't light enough. I'm like, Oh, is there like light coming through the window? You're right. It probably is pitch black. I don't know. My curtain's closed. Oh no, I see what you mean. Yeah. It's totally possible that the, um, the Hugh thing doesn't know about daily savings time. I was shocked to discover that in this house, there are many different thermostats and they each control a slightly different thing. There's the, the bathroom is one of the bathrooms is fancy has heated floors. It has its own thermostat. Mm. And then there's, did I tell you about the, my smart thermostat saga? Maybe I didn't mention this. This That one. I don't think so. No. All right. So, um, much like the smart lock last time, one of the things I wanted to do, and I couldn't do it for a stupid reason. Um, in their current house, smart lock should be okay. I just, it's an antique door and we kind of don't want to screw with it. Um, but, Smart thermostat. That was the thing I wanted. Um, and so I we get into this house, and it has the fancy heat pump technology for the heating and the air conditioning. So it has both heating and air conditioning, which I've never had before. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Get one of those smart thermostats. And there's only one thermostat in the house, but that's okay, because I get a smart thermostat and put the little temperature sensors in all the rooms, and we'll be, we'll be golden. Except... That did you know that these smart thermostats just straight up do not work with heat pumps? They kind of do. They'll tell you that they do, but thermostats only have three fan speeds: low, I guess, or four, off, low, medium, and high. But heat pumps can go like very widely variable fan speeds, like like two percent, just barely pushing air out and. And you lose a lot of your electrical efficiency if you only let it go into one of those three modes. And so you have to use the fancy thermostat that only works with your system. You cannot replace it with just any old thermostat. You could, but you'd be spending like, you'd add like $100 a year to your electrical bill. And it's like, well, 
that the the smart thermos is supposed to do the opposite of that. Um, so that was frustrating. Uh, but I found a GitHub project online where, oh, here's another thing. Uh, you can buy a little dingus to plug into your heat pump thingy somewhere. I'm not exactly sure where. Um, and then, it, you know, there's some shitty Wi-Fi service and then you can control it from your phone. And I was like, well, that's fine. Like, because all I really want to be able to do is turn the, turn the air conditioning on on my way home in the summer. That is the number one use case. Mm-hmm. But Mitsubishi doesn't make that anymore. They just made it for like one year and then they just it's just perpetually out of stock. Um, <laughs> but then someone on GitHub was like, oh, well, you can just like hook an Arduino or a Raspberry Pi up to this thing and solder the connections yourselves into this like, you know, thing that fits into the plug and then you can control it yourself. So maybe someday if I'm feeling ambitious, I will do that. But in the meantime, I have one of the, you know, I have a three-year-old state-of-the-art heating and cooling system that I cannot control from my phone and that no amount of money that I can pay to allow myself to do it, which is pretty you're, shocking. You're, you're basically in hell. Yeah. It, it, so far it's been fine, but there, and I think only though, because the upstairs is a little bit warmer than the downstairs mm-hmm. as is always the case. And the downstairs is colder than the middle floor. If people were actually living in the downstairs, it would be too cold. Um, and then I suspect that in the winter, maybe if I turned, if I made it so that the downstairs was, was sufficiently warm, the upstairs would be too hot. I don't know. So that's, that's the latest update in Dan home improvement hour. Damn. You nice. never win. No, you got a lot going on. No. Do we, and we talked about the garbage disposal. No, I don't think we talked about that. What? Don't don't tell me you have a smart internet connected garbage disposal. Because then I'm really going to say you've gone too far. No, no, no. The, I hooked the, my uh, Raspberry Pi up to the garbage disposal. We thought the dishwasher was broken. And then the dishwasher repair person said that the plumbing was clogged, and the plumb people right. were like, "You should make you should drain it into the the sink thing, the same drain that the sink uses, but you should have a garbage disposal." But then I don't have an electrical connection under the sink, and you have to have one. It has with the GFCI. Blah 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 blah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that whole project is also more complicated. Did you know that if you want to have a garbage disposal, it has to be on its own circuit? Yep. Um, and my circuit breaker is already full, and we have other things we want to add and stuff. And so the the cascade continues. Can, can um, I give you a yeah. tip, Dan? Yes. Do what I did which is hire somebody who doesn't care and doesn't follow permits. And you can get anything you want installed. You'd be shocked what they'll install. <clears throat> yeah. When they say good enough, or it probably, as long as you don't use the microwave and the oven at the same time, it won't trip the breaker. Comments like that are how you get whatever you want out of your home. Yeah. <laughs> Dan's not at that point yet. No, Dan, Dan has no. an actual nice house. That's the difference. <laughs> what was actually what was depressing was, um, and this gets into why I'm reluctant to do that. But when we got uh, the homeowners insurance, I'm going through this online form, which is amazing because, but you know, back when I got car insurance a couple of years ago, there was no online form. It was like you fill out the form, and then someone's going to call you. Um, but this was like, oh yeah, you know, we'll you know go around and take some photos, and, and we'll get it all taken care of for you. I was like, great, that sounds great. And I just start filling out the form. And like the first question is like, where's your house? 
and uh, how much did you pay for it? And like put it in. And it's like boop. Um, congratulations, you are eligible for the uh, you know USAA High Value Homeowners Experience. <laughs> and and the like the picture was of like you know uh, a um, what's what's the famous ski resort in Colorado the uh, like a like an Aspen Vale like all glass mountain chalet and it's like no 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 you don't understand <laughs> I just paid a shitload of money for a regular ass house and, and then it's like oh well, what what is your siding made out of I'm like regular siding shit like. What is your roof made out of? I'm like literally the shittiest roof, roof material you can imagine. Um, I've, I answered all their questions in the lowest category, but simply because of the price of Seattle houses, I was considered a a premium high value. I was eligible, and I, I was wow. congratulated. It wasn't wow. apologies. It wasn't. I'm you so sorry. <laughs> Congratulations. Did they ask for your butler's phone number? <laughs> um, so, anyways. I would be reluctant to do something that would cause the homeowner's insurance to go up even more. Um, because then I found out, I was like, oh, if you pay a shitload of money to get your roof redone with better roof materials, your homeowner's insurance will go down. I was like, oh, that's nice. That's extra incentive. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And I guess they don't do inspections. They were also like, oh, we're going to send out inspector to inspect your house. They never did. And the policy went through just fine. So I think maybe they, they looked at you, my answers to the form. Like, oh. They looked it up on Google Maps and they were like, oh. <laughs> well, you, you, I actually did once talk to the insurance company guy whose job it was to come inspect the house. And he told me their job is only to make sure the house exists. No, like okay. that they're like it's standing because <laughs> no he did though he drew, he got out of the car to take a picture of the house and that's when i like hey what's who are you like what and he goes oh i'm with the insurance company i'm like do you need to come in he's like no i just need to prove this isn't a scam and there's an actual house here because you'd be surprised how many people will they'll take out a policy on a house that doesn't exist i said okay oh, so well, maybe that's... they did come by and just just took a photo of that on a drive by uh photography i probably another speaking of people driving by um we're trying to replace this roof and we've gotten many quotes like five or six. And it, I'm told that I shouldn't be surprised that the person that our real estate agent recommended came in with a quote, just as good as the best quotes, but was the second cheapest person also. Mm. Um, and so we're like, I guess we'll go with you. The only thing is we've never actually seen this person. Um, but I am pretty confident that he actually exists because so he did like the, he did it all from the outside, which is a little, you know, I don't know. Some people did that. Some people came inside and went through the crawl space. Some people didn't. It was, it was, but whatever. It's a really good deal. So hopefully, and I wouldn't do it if it, if it wasn't for the fact that the real estate agent recommended them. It's just like some random Yelp person I found who never came inside and never saw them. But today we asked for like the samples of the different colors of the roof. By the way, they all look exactly the same color to me. Um, <laughs> And and he did drop them off. I still never saw him. He didn't ring the doorbell, or actually, we, we don't have. We still don't have a doorbell. He didn't knock on the door or anything. Uh, but two pristine samples of these shingles showed up on my doorstep. So someone is like in the area that I'm communicating with, um, and hopefully will not totally butcher this roof. Look again, Dan. You're an exclusive VIP, so maybe it's a discreet service, right? Like right. a celebrity us. lives here. Don't don't make any <laughs> eye contact with Dan. Okay, he's a very private guy. Contactless. I like wow. that. 
That's me. Well, that's exciting stuff, Dan. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you'll get it settled sooner rather than later, because I know it's scheduling all that and dealing with quotes and all this. It is a full-time job. <laughs> it really is. On so. top of my other two full-time jobs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm there for you. Um, I'm having some new flooring installed in my basement in a couple weeks. Um, the flooring's pretty easy, because you just pick it out and they come and do it. You know, it's, there, there's not a lot of complexity to it, so... Other than picking out a color you like, and do you do you have to consort with anyone on on this color, or do you get full full discretion on the color? Well, my mother lives in the basement; it's her bedroom, so I actually get mm. no opinion on the color. She gets to pick it um, because it's her bedroom, and I said that's fine. I don't I don't need to have an opinion as long as you stay within budget. I don't care what you pick. So beautiful vinyl that looks sort of like wood. So. <laughs> because <laughs> we, we were on a vinyl budget no shame in that I don't have any upcoming home improvement projects that's amazing I can't wait to be able to say that our garbage disposal was being super weird for a while and knock on wood like like it would sometimes like if the dishwasher was on it would trip the breaker type of stuff mm. like but it seems to be. Well, it sounds okay like your now. your garbage disposal isn't up to code then. <clears throat> <laughs> well, it is on its own circuit, which is oh weird, even more irritating. But so here's a question. Speaking nice. of garbage disposals, in I've another you know slide tile added to the puzzle was now I have to because all of the I don't understand why this is, but all of the um, plumbers I've talked to have been like, oh yeah, we could buy the garbage disposal for you. But it's going to cost you way more. I'm like, why? Shouldn't it cost less? But okay, sure, fine. And sure enough, they're like, it'll be five hundred dollars. It's like the most expensive one at Home Depot is like three hundred dollars. It's like, yeah, it's insane. So <laughs> you can get a garbage disposal for like eighty bucks. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So here, and the, all of them were like, you want to get the biggest one that you can. I was like, I guess that makes sense maybe and then i'm so then what do you do then you start reading reviews on garbage disposals because like how am i supposed to know which garbage disposal to get and i'm reading these reviews and they're doing shit like oh how quickly can you take like a chicken leg and run it through this garbage disposal? yeah like, aren't the tests wild who on like that is correct me if i'm wrong that is not what you're supposed to do with a garbage disposal a garbage disposal is a nice convenient thing to make it extremely unlikely that you'll ever have to call a plumber to unclog your drain. It is not, and it is misnamed. It is not a, it is not a garbage, it is not a thing in which to dispose garbage, is my understanding. But, like but like, you know, like Q-tips and like other things like that, I think the, the garbage disposal companies are, you know, happy to let you think that. But if you actually ask them, they would say, oh no, it's just meant for like, you know, that little green bean that slipped down your drain and, and stuff how do you two what do you use your garbage disposal for human bones <laughs> um well well good thing you know the, the top end and sink rate will grind that up in about three and a half seconds according to the consumer reports review <laughs> well i'm actually trying to look up which in sync i bought to make it my pick this week because i do <laughs> i do think picking garbage disposal is pretty fantastic because i've installed i kid you not i've installed four different garbage disposals it's one thing wow. i am very good at it's not hard you know um, sean it 
based on the quotes, it would probably be cheaper for me to fly you out here and back than hire the plumber. <laughs> you laugh. I would do it because it's not. <laughs> I, you know what, Dan? Give yourself credit. It's not that hard to do. Assuming. Now, what about rerouting the drain from the dishwasher into the sink? Does, is that something that you take care of as well, Sean? Well, no, because the garbage disposal makes it easy. There's a little hole on the side. So coming out of the garbage disposal, there's like two right. holes. One is like the out to the sewer. And one you just like, it's a little clip and you just click it right in and you're done. Like it's super easy to do. Okay. So I, I'm i I'm happy to uh, teach you a, a few things, young whippersnapper. But um, uh, oh yeah, what do I put on my garbage disposal? I put down... Probably less than you would think. Generic food scraps, but like post-dinner, not a lot of cooking scraps. Well, like carrot peels and potato peels. I guess a lot of stuff, all organic stuff. Interesting. And do you have composting in uh, in the great state of uh, Massachusetts? No. I do not. I do. I like don't... Uh... I do anything that falls down there that is going to go through the thing. Right. But I don't like, there are very few things that I will like actively put down. Right. You don't, you don't like take your vegetable scraps that you've like peeled and cut up and just dump them in the sink and turn it on. Right. I will put, I do put them in the trash, but I also, you'll see my pickup garbage disposal. And my, my advice is if you want to make your life easy and just grind everything invest in a good because i've had them clog on me in the past i've had cheaper ones clog on me and i picked up the incinerator three-quarter horsepower um select plus and this thing uh, you can put you'd be shocked what you can put down this thing and it'll just said that three quarters is the minimum i should buy they said smart good people don't go with the five eighths i think one horsepower is probably like i think my lawnmower isn't even that powerful that's a lot but uh, (laughs) the human bones well, you know, honestly, honestly, just dump it all down there. Your regular and, trash, your recycling. Here's another thing that I was. And again, it, it underscored the fact that I treat this very differently than apparently some people treat it. A lot of people in the reviews are making a big deal about how loud they are. And I was like, I run it for three to five seconds once every <laughs> two days. It would be nice if it were quieter. Like, that is a plus, but it doesn't seem like... I don't think I would ever have a garbage disposal. Like, if I had one right now, and if I turned it on, it would have to be so loud for me to think, like, this is too loud. Like, you know? (laughs) But that's also a cost thing. Like, like, like the $80, like, bargain basement contractor grade one is really loud. Like, I will say, there is a noise difference as you go up in price. It's sort of like... um. I, at some point, Dan, I'm sure you'll have to put in a bathroom fan. That is another one where they like put on the box how loud it is. And oh, you should pay to get one that's quieter because yeah, they yeah, either that, that they runs s- the entire time you're taking a shower. Well, that's true. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Let's say you have a late night snack of something you want to destroy. Lean is asleep upstairs. You turn on the garbage disposal. It sounds like a monster truck. You know, you don't <laughs> want that. That'll ruin your relationship. I, I you know? see. I see. Yeah, it's funny. The uh, the downstairs bathroom, I think, is the original bathroom. It's very, very old, but it looks cool. And the upstairs bathroom is modern. In fact, it's you're you're making me feel more comfortable, Sean. It's fan upstairs is so quiet that I questioned if it was doing anything at all. Isn't that great? <laughs> the, the the new uh, brushless motors because I'm actually putting in one downstairs right now, so I'm 
recently bought one. The brushless motors are shockingly quiet. It's amazing. The one downstairs, I should take a photo of it. It does at first glance resemble like a jet turbine. It's like totally 50s, 60s stainless steel. Yeah. Like you could totally fit your whole hand through the grate. There's like no <laughs> grill on it at all. And it just, it sounds like there's a, an engine taking off, but you can also feel it. Like it's seriously moving some air. Um, you know, absolutely no fog in that bathroom if you take a shower, which. I appreciate that. As someone who's, you know, has to now be uh, responsible for mold growing on the ceiling. I'm like, hey, that sounds pretty good, actually. I don't know. It's a person who doesn't have a fan at all in their bathroom. <laughs> I think that problem's overblown. Also not, not <laughs> Just code. open the window. Oh, you have a window. Okay. <laughs> There, there is a window. It's not just a box in the, <laughs> well, in the middle. Well, I've definitely been in those New York apartments where it's just a box. Yeah. 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 No, there's a window. Fans. Very nice. Very nice. Anything else of, uh, of note going on, gentlemen? This weekend was St. Patrick's Day, as you all know. And I'm proud to say that me and all of my property survived not one, not two, but three Dropkick Murphys concerts in the neighborhood. So Wow. <laughs> Feels great. You know, we made it through. Three Iconic Irish band. Instances. Yes, I had two different venues. Jeez. <laughs> really, this must uh... be like their Super Bowl. Yeah, it, it really, you know, they they shipped up to Boston. <laughs> I kind of wish I went, but I didn't know it was happening. <laughs> you should have gotten a tour t-shirt made of all the dates and times, you know, the Dropkick Murphys, the uh, <laughs> Patty's Day tour. Yeah. Um, yeah, an American Celtic punk rock band formed in Quincy, Massachusetts. I did not know. I did not know this. Yes. Beloved local icon. Yep. I learned on a podcast once that they there was a period of time in which they were banned from performing in Boston by like the mayor of Boston himself banned the dropping Murphys from performing. Okay. Because it was too rowdy and things got broken and stuff. So one of my many favorite Wikipedia features is on any page for a band, you can scroll down to the graph of who's been in this band and over which time periods. Mm. And that was the first thing I scrolled to. And I'm, um, I'm interested to see that they've had a lot of turnover in the bagpipe section with characters like Spicy McHaggis, Scruffy Wallace, and Lee Forshner most recently. Uh, but they're not they're not linked up above. I want to know more about Spicy McHaggis. Not notable enough to get a Wikipedia page. Oh, Scruffy Wallace has a Wikipedia page though. Wow, and there's only one person who's been in it the entire time. Yeah, is his name Dropkick Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Murphy, you know the founder of the band. Um, wow. Wow. Who knew?
Am I correct in thinking that uh, Kaylee and Brian's daughter is named after a dropkick Murphy? <laughs> His name's Spicy McHaggis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tessie is one of their uh, most successful songs, right up to right up with "I'm Shipping Up to Boston." So, yeah, I, I didn't. Is that true though? I didn't know those things were related. <laughs> I feel like I can picture Brian saying that, like, oh. But I don't know if I don't know if it's like uh, my brain filling in the gaps like it seems plausible or if he actually said that. Maybe they figured that out after they picked the name. I'm not sure. That's a good question, though. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, that was my weekend. I just stayed inside. The one the one time I went outside, there were dudes throwing like poppers into the mailboxes. (laughs) And I was like, I got to go back inside. I can't. Hooligans. (laughs) <laughs> yes, but like older hooligans, like 30-year-old hooligans. You know the type. Yeah, old Irish hooligans. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that's exciting. I hope you got your taste of green beer or whatever it is they do on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yes, by by taste, I had none. That's okay. Fine. All right. Yeah. That's good. That's good. We did have some corned beef last weekend at my parents. Which I the I had corned beef for the first time last year. And I, I growing up as a child, I always thought the corn in corned beef was like <laughs> corn on the cob corn. Actual corn. <laughs> it's not. It's 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 peppercorn. Which is way less gross to a spicy beef. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's good. I never put that together. Yeah. It's like it's brisket. It's it's brisket prepared in a different kind of way. But it's not bad. Yeah. The name does not sound good. No. Corned beef sounds like something that's been in a can since the, you know, since the war. Exactly. Right. Like creamed corn. Yes. Yes. Yes, just doesn't sound right. Right. Hash also. There's something about hash, beef hash or any kind of (laughs) hash just bothers me. Just doesn't sound right. Yeah. Something about it. Tastes good, though. I don't think I've ever had creamed corn. I feel like anything, anything with cream in the name, I think of like cream of mushroom soup. Sure. And it seems gross. It's not, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think it's that. Is it? What is creamed corn? Creamed corn? Creamed corn is cream and corn. It's like sweet corn sauce. Mm. I feel like I've had like creamed spinach, which is the same thing. It's like spinach and cream. Oh, yeah. It's corn. It's cream, sugar, milk, butter, flour, cheese. Sugar. Wow. This is... I mean, I've made, I have a great recipe for corn chowder, which isn't that far off. I, I imagine corn chowder is superior. Superior. Yes, it is looser. Uh, and then you put like, uh, well, my recipe is potatoes and bacon and a bunch of other stuff. Right. Um, yeah, okay, this doesn't look too bad. Maybe I'll try creamed corn. It really looks kind of good. All right, I yeah. guess that means we got to take the creamed corn challenge. <laughs> not not going to make you make creamed corn. <laughs> Wouldn't dare. Wow. 
I would do uh, it. It doesn't sound that hard. No, I, I don't. I would agree. And they got, oh, look, they got all different recipes. You put all kinds of different things. It's kind of like mac and cheese almost, except with corn instead of mac. Okay. Yeah. It's only making it sound better. <laughs> yeah. We've made an aggressive pivot from home improvement podcast to cooking recipe podcast. Yes. We're talent. We're multi-talented. Excellent. Well, listen, guys, you know, we do have a few stories in the rundown. We'd better. We'd be yeah. remiss if we didn't talk about some amount of tech news. Not a lot this time of year. Um, but there are a few stories in here. We got AI in Microsoft Office. We got YouTube TV raising the prices, the end of magazine and newspaper sales through Amazon. We've got Netflix games. We got the end of Google Glass Enterprise, any of that, or another story of your choosing. I just realized I was looking at the wrong rundown. <laughs> We can talk about an old story, too. That works. <laughs> I got to open all the links. Oh, boy. Well, while you're doing that, I guess I'll do my usual spiel. Thank you, everybody watching us live right now in the triple cast. That's right. Live on our YouTube channel, our Facebook page and on Twitch. We appreciate what? you if you're watching us live. If you are, comment and ask us a question. We may talk about it on the show. We're live Monday nights. At 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, for those of you on the West Coast. Should we talk about uh, Copilot? That's, you know, I've said before on the show, AI to me is like NFTs or the metaverse. It's definitely an overblown tech trend. But to get me excited about AI, you got to put it in Microsoft Office. Now I'm getting like, okay, now this is real technology. Uh Microsoft announced a, an upcoming feature to uh, that's going to be added to their Office suite called Copilot. Um, sadly, they didn't bring back Clippy. I wish they did. This would be the perfect opportunity. <laughs> but basically, it's AI-powered um, assistant within all of their apps. Um, it appears as a chat bot in the sidebar. Um, and they give a lot of different examples. Uh, for uh, You could be in the middle of a Word document, and it will gently appear when you highlight an entire paragraph. Um, you can use it to rewrite your paragraphs with 10 different suggestions, or you can have Copilot generate entire documents for you. In Excel, you can have it create a pivot table, uh, create a graph, or just help you understand the data in front of you. So it could be a sales Excel sheet, and you could say, find three trends in this data, and it will do it. Um, they also give great examples of it in Outlook, um, where it can help you write emails, um, offering up short or long message drafts and options to change the tone. Do you want it to be more friendly? Do you want it to be more serious? Um, especially on mobile, uh, could be an interesting opportunity. And this article has all kinds of different uh, examples. Uh, they say they're rolling it out slowly. Um, it will be initially available to just 20 businesses before they open it up to more when it's ready. Um, and they're starting with enterprise customers before rolling it out to consumers. So you as a consumer might be a little while before you get it. Although this does uh, match up to some feature Google announced for their own Gmail and uh, Google Docs earlier this week. So certainly more to come on the AI front. I I was just going to take issue. It, it doesn't spot trends, right? It comes up with um, trends given a set of data that humans will find plausible. Because the AI is trained on... Uh, here's a bunch of data, and here's what a human says it is. Now, 
extrapolate that to apply to other kinds of data or other kinds of inputs, which is, it's a, it's could sound like it's a distinction without a difference, but this difference is the thing that comes up when people are like, I asked it to write an email. Uh, you know, I, I asked it to summarize an article that Sean wrote, you know, in the New York times. And it just made up an article that Sean wrote in the New York times. I was like, yeah. Cause if, <laughs> if, the person is asking for something that doesn't exist. What they'll find most plausible is if you just pretend that it does exist, but there is no <laughs> thought or pretending it's just pure input output math. So, but yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I, I think you're right. I mean, I certainly hope this thing doesn't make up data wholesale, but I do think, I don't think this it is will. Gonna, well, that's, I'm hoping it doesn't uh, because <laughs> I want to be optimistic. Damn it. But no, I do think, do I think this will spot trends a human would have missed? No, I think it's just going to do it faster than a person would. That's, I think, and I think it's the same in writing email. The data thing's a little sketchier to me than like writing an email. I think it can do that well. Um, but even in this yes. Excel example uh, that they show, that Microsoft shows, there these trends the AI found out is like, sales are trending up for all customer except a specific customer, which is down this quarter. It's like, that's not really innovative. Like you can just look at a list of numbers and figure that out. So I, I don't think it's getting that deep. I think it's mostly writing the answer that you probably could have already found, but that's, I'm just speculating. Now, <clears throat> Dan, have you tried the other Microsoft Copilot product for yes. the, the programming one? What are your thoughts? Uh, it's helpful for stupid things and actively harmful for more complicated things. Like <laughs> it's, um, have you ever worked with someone who only tells you what you want to hear, but then actually doesn't really know what they're doing? Like I've had this experience so many times and those people are worse than not having anyone at all because you're like, Oh, um, yeah, you know, so-and-so has got this taken care of and actually they don't have it taken care of. And now it's going to take it even longer for this thing to get done than if you had just done it from the, in the beginning. And that's what it feels like with these things. If you're not careful, which is like, you're like, Oh great. It can like, I gave it this URL and I told it to write a fetch and it did it. And now I'm like, Oh, uh, parse the output and it's, it doesn't know what the output is. So it just makes it up. It's like, I don't know. It looks like Dan's curling like, you know, uh, this, uh, Mastodon API. And so Mastodon often associated with things that look like this. Therefore it's probably this. And like, maybe it's that, uh, but maybe it's not, but it, there's no difference in the output. You can't tell which things it's confident about and which things it's totally making up because as far as it's, it can tell it's exactly as confident about, about all of them. Um, it's just math. So that was my experience with Copilot. I miss it for the stupid stuff. It was really good for doing repetitive tasks like, okay, mm -hmm. here I'm doing a case. I'm doing a switch statement on all this shit. And guess what? All the, you know what the cases are and <laughs> the branches are all going to be exactly the same. So let's just press tab a bunch of times to get this over with. Like, yeah, it's really good at that. It's not so good at like, what would happen if, uh, hey, refactor this code so that it does this other thing. It's like, mm. no, but it won't, it won't, it'll never say no. It'll never be like, I can't do that. Right. No question is impossible. It's, it's the things it puts in often look, look a lot like. Because that is what it is actually doing. It's right. coming up with things that literally when the, my understanding 
when they talk about the training sets of data, it's like the training set is input output. And a human has taken the input and produced the output. And then you give a computer all these inputs and outputs and say, now infer how this works and do it for other things. Uh, but so in the classic example of this, I think I told the story of the Stripe thing about detecting fraud with credit card charges. Yes. And they showed, yeah. And then the, they could no longer explain why things got declined because it's unexplainable. It's exactly what's happening here. Um, yeah, but it's basically a parrot. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's basically it can learn words, but it's not really learning them. It's just regurgitating what it heard, sometimes in different jumbled ways. But but that's but that's why I think the idea of AI for data is a farther stretch than AI for narrative creativity, for lack of a better term. You know, the the, the number one use for this with a bullet for me is I'm on the road or I'm in the car and doing something. An email comes in and I say, you know, Microsoft tell them I have to cancel the meeting because I have a conflict. And they write a nice yeah. multi-sentence email that sounds like my voice that says, guys, I'm so sorry I have to cancel. Let's look to reschedule. I have a... That to me is the kind of stuff, they, they give another example in here with PowerPoints where you can give it an existing PowerPoint and say, I want this PowerPoint, but I want all the slides green. Or I want you to reformat it this way. That sort of bulk design kind of stuff, I think, is what excites me about this. I totally agree. I would never send this off to analyze my Excel data. First of all, because I think that's fun and I'm not going to let the machine do it. But also, I agree. God knows what they're going to come up with. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that it's it's a fine line, though, because like imagine that scenario where you tell it, hey, uh, you know, decline the meeting and you know what what a lady in the tube would do today is you'd have to be like give it the exact text to say but you want it to be a little bit smarter than that you want and you said not only do you want it to you know express what you said you also want to do it nicely yes um, but imagine then you could imagine like oh well wouldn't it be cool if you know if the ai knew that you you know you have a conflict during this time so someone's like hey sean no it's really important that you be here, that it that it still is like, no, you know, it it makes sure that you're not, right? But you could imagine that in that case, the AI is like, uh, sorry, my mom died because like, it's just like <laughs> input. A uh, person asked me to do something. Okay, given like all these prior inputs, like I already said I couldn't go and now they're asking me to go. What is a, a thing that like achieves the, oh, I guess I'll just say this. That that has tended to achieve the desired outcome. Um, I love that. That's so funny. Because the thing is, if everyone's using it, then that stuff will happen all the time. We can all get a good laugh out of it. You know, it, yes. it, rem it reminds me of the old um, I have someone who I can't believe this. Is, I thought everyone got rid of this. You know, I have all the emails you say sent from my iPhone by default, mm -hmm. which I thought nobody. I have someone who says, um, you know, sent from my iPhone typos by Apple, which is a very cheesy old person thing to do. I get that. But pretty soon you're not wrong. It's going to say this email generated with AI. Sorry if it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, yeah. did you read the uh, the thing about Samsung and the moon this week? This isn't in the rundown, but yeah, it's somewhat yes. related um, that, yeah, Samsung detects if it thinks that you are taking a photo of the moon and then assumes that you are and then takes the data that is in the photo and tries to extrapolate out what the moon would look like if if you were trying to take a picture of the moon and this is the photo you took, which is different than like using only the data found in this photograph, you know, sharpen it or, or something. Right. And so people were doing things like, 
uh, take a photo of the moon, draw a smiley face on it, blur it out on my computer screen, take a photo with my phone. And then it like the smiley face is no longer there at all. It's just like, ah, that kind of looks like a moon insert AI generated generic moon photo. (laughs) Um, but again, you can imagine that happening with way more things too, but it's like the text thing. And then it's like, what does it mean for Sean to send an email? Did Sean say any of this? How much of this did he mean? We already have a hard enough time communicating and, you know, expecting people to read between the lines, but then they don't read between the lines enough or, or being too explicit. And then it comes across as rude because you're, you're laying things out when you should have just left it unsaid. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think, I think that, te- and this is my other hot take. I think all the other industries are going to escape this just fine. I think the tech sector is going to be totally fucked by this because everyone's <laughs> so excited and we're all going to start using it and it's going to be a disaster. That is that is my hot take. But, you know, the lawyers and the finance people, this is never even going to come up for them. They're not going to be in the the Microsoft uh, 100 company test project. And, <laughs> and by the time it could roll out to them, everyone will have realized how terrible of an idea it is. I think you're totally right. I think my, my hot take is I think that the AI stuff is good at taking something that a human generated and making it less and compressing it. But it is terrible at taking something that a human generated and elaborating on it because just mathematically, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. But it's really good at like, here's this meeting. Tell me the action items. Like, well, okay, I know what action items look like. And action items tend to be like preceded by these words and followed by these words. And so like Colby's going to do this and Sean's going to do that. And if you get it wrong, it's not that big of a deal. But if you say, like, given this meeting where we didn't talk about any action items, imagine what the action items could be, then who knows what it's going to come up with. But it will come up with, it'll never be like, there are no action items. It's like, of course not. There could always be something hidden in here that someone didn't intend to be an action item. Someone made a joke. Uh, It's like, oh, man, yeah, we should totally just release a new roofing product that's just nails on the outside. Um, And then AI's like, Action item, nails on the outside. Um, yeah. By the way, great product name. <laughs> Trademark <laughs> that. Outside. Nails on the outside. Uh, innovative stuff. Then no, when, mean, you, when you want to put your new layer of roof on, it's pre-nailed. You just, oh. you just slam the shingle in. Yeah. I think we need to do some kind of don't panic chat GPT challenge. What would that look like? I love that idea. What would that look like? Sean was just noting down nails on the outside. For well, that, that's le- that's no, that's leading for episode title. So <laughs> we'll see if that sticks. Unless we come up with something better. Um, Maybe we can ask ChatGPT for Apple predictions. Or or, yes, I think. How about you know? Honestly, that's not the. What if we each took his homework for the next episode? Let's come. Let's try and get an AI generated tech story. Each of us bring. Or something like that. We'll make some homework. Um, okay. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, more to come on that, or it'll just be a fad. That does. What was it? Uh, I think it was in the rundown. Was it last week? And we didn't talk about it. Uh, but Meta killed off NFT support on Facebook and Instagram. So, um, you know, who knows? Maybe AI, AI will be the next one that uh, falls off the trend bandwagon. Um. All right. Well, uh, any other news story you guys want to talk about? Before going on to picks? Slow news cycle? 
Yeah. Getting some miss. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we can move on to picks. Uh, it's part of the show where you just bring something interesting we want to share with you, the listener. Um, I will go first since the other guys don't have picks in here yet. Um, first of all, I absolutely have to pick the Insincorator Evolution Select Plus Lift and Latch Quiet Series Three Quarter Horsepower Continuous Feed Garbage Disposal available at your local Home Depot. Um, it's the red one. Um, it looks sexy under your sink, even though no one sees it, and it's a high quality product. So I do recommend easy to install and really chops them up good. Is it quiet? It's you know I'm not gonna lie. I've had a, I've used a lot of garbage disposals. It's probably quiet quietest one I've ever used. Because the thing is, once you hit that price point, to go to the next level, you're talking to five hundred dollar plus. Those are just like deadly silent. At, at this one, it's a good like money to sound ratio. It's pretty quiet. All right. I definitely want to know that my garbage disposal is on. That's true. Like I don't want it too quiet. Except. Just, you're going to stick your hand down there and uh, that's yeah, what I was just, wondering. Just Do some people it. just leave their garbage disposal on for like minutes at a time while they're like doing something that seems super dangerous? Well, I mean, I some if I'm like doing going to dump stuff down and then in a minute I'm going to dump more stuff. But usually the water's running and I'm active and like I know it's on. I can't think of a time I've ever like left it on by mistake. You're not supposed to having installed and read the directions for a garbage disposal like you're not supposed to run it without the water being on oh yeah that's a big no no yeah i'm sure you know obviously nothing bad happens if you do but like it probably doesn't do the thing either (laughs) super well it's an investment in your quality of life the insincorator uh no guys uh this week i'm picking sports gambling oh no i did it um now legal in the state of massachusetts i decided you'll never guess what i placed my first ever sports bet on soccer no i did it on maris college to win the mac tournament against (laughs) iona and spoiler alert i didn't win (laughs) uh so not a great first bet but i figured you know what i'm gonna give this thing a chance uh and of course the deal is if you put in a little bit of money they give you a bunch of free money to gamble with and again not advocating gambling certainly if it's illegal in your state but i did turn that 200 free dollars into 700 actual dollars so i've done pretty well so far um and the apps make it shockingly easy to do um i can see how it's a problem (laughs) yeah i bet they do (laughs) but if you've got some money in there you're just betting on different sports the money line the spread um parlays all the different fun things outcomes um i've bet nba games nhl games the ncaa what's tournament. a parlay a parlay is is uh where you multiple bets have to occur in order to win so you bet like three or four different bets and you stack them but then your odds of winning money are much greater because the odds are worse theoretically so i would say in a game i'd be like LeBron James is going to score more than 20 and Anthony Davis is going to have more than five rebounds and the Lakers will score over 110 points. And so you stack them. And if they all win, you get a greater share of money, but it's a little more fun than just betting on the straight outcome. Cause then there's a little more sort of strategy to it. I don't do much parlays cause they're, they're hard to hit unless you really know the sports and the games really well. I mostly honestly just do the money line where I'll go on and see, like I'm looking at this right here. 
fourth quarter in the Warriors Rockets game. Rockets are terrible, but they're only down by six. And right now the money line on them is 520, which means if I wagered $10, I'd win $52. Well, that's interesting. They're only down by six. There's plenty of time left. They've hung with them all game. Is it worth the risk to to with that kind of upside? Maybe. So you throw a little money at it. You know, that's it. Mildly fun, easy to do. And like I said, I out of the free money they gave me, I turned it into other money. So real money. Into now, actual real dollars. Now, does the thing with online sports betting, does the thing that I was led to believe by TV from like offline illegal sports betting still continue where like if you don't if you lose a bunch of money and don't pay some guy comes and breaks your fingers <laughs> the thing is uh this is directly connected to some sort of digital you have to put the money in first oh. you don't bet on their money you better it's and it's easy you can connect your venmo right to it and they just take your money they're very good at it but i'll also give them credit getting your money out is very easy too because it's connected to your venmo so they'll just send it right to you slurping it up through your right from your bank account absolutely so be smart but honestly it's made sports i think more interesting and you know you bet you i put a bet in on the oscars the other night so you know (laughs) and and next year when matt and i do the prop bet challenge we're gonna bet some real money so um anyway i I picked FanDuel. there's a bunch of different apps out there but i like it and you get some free money the first time you do it so that's my pick this week and who boy you guys are definitely picking some stuff to watch dan what do you got here um, when Lena broke her leg, we were like, oh, great. Now we get to catch up on all the TV that we missed. And we've only watched one TV show, which is only murders in the building. Um, which I would describe as, well, the premise is a group of people who are really into murder mystery, not, or let me say true crime podcasts, um, meet and get together to make their own podcast about a murder in their building. Uh, and I would describe it as like that mixed with a little bit of knives out, like cinematography and ridiculousness. It's like really fun to watch and has a lot of humor to it, but is also like you're thinking about it at night, like, Oh, what, who did do it? And what is happening? Um, it's really good. Awesome. Third season's coming out, right? I, we just finished the second season last night. Yeah, Meryl Streep and uh, Paul Rudd, I believe, are in the new season. Uh, yeah, I love... It does seem like they have a little running gag at... Well, I no, I won't say anything. Never mind. <laughs> Don't want to spoil anything. That's awesome, though. That's been on my to-watch list. So, uh, Only really Murders good. in the Building on your local Hulu. Um, very cool. Colby! You, this is a, you got another Laugh-A-Minute show here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I... I uh... As a person who played like a third of the video game and then stopped, I thought the last of us TV show was great. Uh, but yeah, I don't have anything to compare it to. I just really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It's like, there's like some crazy zombie stuff, but it's not, not that much of the show is zombie stuff. Perhaps shockingly. I didn't think it was too scary. I don't like super scary things. So, you know, check it out if you like HBO shows. I thought it was good. Pedro Pascal is just the man. Right. Is there anything he can't do? Right. We You got that and a new season of The Mandalorian. Come on. It's never been a better time to be Pedro Pascal. 
<laughs> is it for real? It's probably have you, true. And if you do, you know, like he and Oscar Isaac are like good friends. Yeah. And if you ever see it, there are videos of them like together. They're so because Oscar Isaac, I think, is amazing too. And they're so funny when they're together. Um, if you get they do interviews and stuff, they're there, but it's because they're, they're both from South America. I forget which country, Central America, whatever they're not, Chile. I don't know. Um, very cool. Yeah. On HBO, The Last of Us, uh, available for streaming. Can I do a third pick? Am I allowed to do that? Is that like a record? Unprecedented. Unprecedented. Um, I'm, I'm, we're talking sports betting. We're talking garbage disposals. And I do have something else you can watch on Netflix. I just finished watching Full Swing, which is um, Netflix did one of those really glossy documentaries on the last season of golf. Have you guys ever seen like F1 Drive to Survive? Uh, is another one they did. Uh, but basically it follows, it's like, it's only eight episodes, but it follows like the world's best golfers at their different tournaments, all behind the scenes stuff. It tells their stories full swing. It's very good. And I don't like golf or know anything about it, but this actually left me like learning things about golf and who the players are. And it actually made it more interesting. Um, it's only eight episodes. It's very watchable. So if you're looking for something different, it's just a great documentary series. Full swing. Awesome. Awesome. Good picks this week, man. We're we're kicking ass here. Uh very good guys. Uh this careens us towards the finish. Anything else you guys would like to say or do this evening? No. Oh. What more is there to say? Um Let's wonderful the field. You know, we gave it 110%. Um we we really brought our A game. I hope everyone out there enjoyed it. Of course, you can go to our website, don'tpanic.io. Links to all 8,000 picks we made tonight will be there in addition to the audio and the video. You can subscribe or if you get podcasts, just look for that big red Don't Panic button with the video version on YouTube. See our beautiful faces in 1080p. And also, uh, make sure you get a hold of us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter, or you can email us, don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. Um, but we're going to start to wrap it up here. So on behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Greatly appreciate you guys being here on another awesome episode. We'll be back next time for more tech news and home improvement slash cooking advice on another Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.